Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bam, bam, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. Oh, oh. MKT Show. I'm MKT. Um, man. I was supposed to run again today. So I ran 24Ks yesterday. And then I woke up this morning. And it just wasn't there. And I thought, oh, take a rest, you know. Take a rest. It's tough stuff. So yeah, I hope you're enjoying your Monday morning wherever you are it's a holiday in my country i think it's a bank holiday in the uk um and i think everyone's striking in france so it's pretty much a global holiday um right now i hope you guys are doing well or and gals and whatever else you are doing you know however you identify although i'm not pc guy so i'm just gonna say guys and girls you know it's got i don't know crucify me you know Am I, am I a bad person? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, what's what's cooking? What is cooking? Um, great weekend. Football's amazing, hey? The Premier League is insane. How about that Spurs game? Unbelievable. What am I going to talk about today? Well, Spurs for one. Um, should Harry Kane leave? And before that, I'm going to say it was an interesting one. Um, Arsenal lost, right? And I've been saying there's no way they're going to win the league. But, but like City put them probably in their place. But I think it's important to discuss what Arsenal should do next year um, because expectations are something, hey? Expectations are something. So um, I'm going to tell you how they should play it out from now, uh, what the Gunners should do as the league's over now. Um, but before we get into that, remember, like, share, subscribe, whatever platforms you're on. Uh, thanks so much. I saw people sharing the podcast more and more on social media. Uh, yeah, if, if your friends like football in particular, uh, I got a DM saying, why don't you talk about rugby and cricket? Because they're crap products, to be honest. Like, to be honest with you, I don't watch T20 cricket at all. Like, it's a, it just does not interest me. It's not entertaining. Um, I don't get the point of it. And, and it's maybe because I'm old, right? Uh, but it, it is fun and exciting. But, like, I just, you know, I just want to watch test cricket. Like, I'll talk about the ashes when that comes around. Um, so somebody was asking me, why don't you do rugby and cricket? Because they're crap products. Uh, speaking of which, my word, do I miss Super 12 rugby. Like, I woke up, I watched like some rugby this weekend, or a couple of weekends ago, well, I can't even remember. But Northern Hemisphere rugby is so crap, right? I think it was like Leinster or whoever, who, it, it, it is Leinster, hey? That's the big Irish team. Like Northern Hemisphere Oaks, I think it's exciting for them. But for us as South Africans, it's like, oh, this is how we play rugby in school. Like, we have A-grade athletes and innovative rugby. And then I, I watched a little bit of New Ze- of the New Zealand one. W- 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 uh, I'm not sure what that's called. Like I, like, I just, I have not watched rugby in a year, to be honest with you, other than international rugby. Like, I watched the All Blacks, I watched South Africa, and the, obviously the Northern Hemisphere Tour. But the rest of it is, it's, it's bullshit. It's absolute crap. I'm, I, like, I'm not watching all these other tournaments. And Northern Hemisphere rugby sucks. Like, all these people telling me France and Ireland are favorites for the World Cup. Like, it's kind of like Grey Bloom, right? For them, it's like, oh my God, we've never been this good. And I'm looking at France and Ireland, I'm like, you're as good as New Zealand and South Africa in a bad year. Or, or like a lukewarm year, like a 6 out of 10 year, they are now talking about themselves. You know what I mean? Like, neither of these French or Irish teams are going to win the World Cup. All right, and it's not like they're gonna go on like a. Do you remember when the All Blacks went unbeaten? It was, jeez, oh, what was it? Seventeen tests is the record. Hey, it was Nick Mallet's one, and I can't remember the All Blacks. Anyway, like none, none of these teams are gonna do that, right? They beat each other even, 
And it's like so lukewarm and there's just no sauce in their rugby. And, it, and it's not weather, by the way. Don't give me that crap. New Zealand's weather is worse probably than the Northern Hemisphere rugby. And my God, the athletes are freakish. The, the rugby's innovative. You, you know, it's the best rugby players in the world, South Africa and, and New Zealand. I miss that. Don't you miss Super 12 rugby? I saw a, a tweet. I, I, I actually put it out. And somebody said, we used to bunk on Fridays when Will Guinea and Quade Cooper were cooking, if you remember when the Reds were doing it, playing that rugby. And that Reds, by the way, is probably the worst champion there's ever been. Like, I, I know with young people, they like Quade Cooper was sauce. Quade Cooper's a bloody rubbish rugby player. He's for the streets, but he's mediocrity FC, like good sauce, you know, like a poor man's Carlos Spencer. Like, rugby used to be rugby. And... I might sound like old guy, but there was a time when Super 12 rugby was on. So before it went to, I think, Super 15, I think when the Reds won it was Super 15, it was nonsense. 12 teams, would, I mean, Rupeni, Thalvan and Booker, and you had Daniel Carter, hey, you had Tony Brown. Like all the teams were cooking at a stage when the Bulls were on fire as well. Um, and then the Crusaders were doing their thing. Then the Chiefs did their thing. Remember that? Then the Highlanders were doing their thing with um, it was Tony Brown at Flyhoff. I mean, that was rugby. Caleb Rolfe, you know, uh, Joe Rokothoko, like, like all of those guys playing each other and the South African teams. And then South African teams sort of peaked when the Stormers were doing it, when Luke Watson was captaining that Skulk Burger team and a young Dwayne Vermeulen. Remember that, that team? Habana, uh, John de Villiers. And then that Bulls team was obviously humming when they had Habana and then the greatest pack, Richard Bands on those guys. Uh, maybe the greatest pack that Super Rugby's ever seen. Remember that? Remember that? Super 12, peak rugby. Bloody hell. So good. So yeah, that's why I don't talk cricket or rugby. They they are just, like, people always ask me, or not always, but I've I've had questions as well, like, do you watch... And do you not feel it's your job to talk about like women's football and other things? And I'm like, no, it, it's not my job as somebody who podcasts and broadcasts to, to make your product interesting. Your job is to make your product interesting. My job is to talk about what's interesting and what's interesting. And my numbers are clear from what I, I do is the Premier League, Premier League, NFL, nothing else interesting, quite frankly. Like I know Formula One fans, I like to talk about Formula One. Formula One has a billion viewers per season. The Premier League has three billion view viewers a weekend. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not talking about niche sport, you know, and motorsport is a snorefest. I mean, let's just get that out the way. I wouldn't talk about that. Oh, my God. Like, I love trail running. I'm not going to talk about trail running. It's a niche sport. Maybe I'll do a separate trail running pod, maybe one day. But I, I love trail running as much as I love football. But I'm not going to talk about it. No one cares. Other than like the 0.01% of the world that is interested in trail running. You know? So that's why. Um, I don't talk about crap products and I don't talk about stuff that isn't interesting to me. Like women's football is awesome, I think. Like I don't watch it. I don't know the players. So I'm not going to pretend to know about it. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Formula One's seems amazing. I could not care less. I don't think I've ever cared about anything. And I really tried with Formula One. But my God, it's boring. It is so boring. It's not a viewer sport either. But motorsport's boring. Like golf, I'll talk about the majors. But rugby and cricket, um, give me test cricket. So, And even in cricket, let's be honest. The only thing that matters is the ashes now. All of the other stuff's nonsense. I'm not going to talk about four, four match test series. Uh, the country I live in, South Africa... It's a shambles. So I'm not going to talk about the Proteus. Like, they're not interesting. Um, I, I, I like to talk about, like, and also, I've been a professional sportsman. So one of the things is I don't talk about stuff where I feel I could, <laughs> in my 20s, probably play against you. Like, I want elite stuff. And the only elite product that I watch that I think is interesting is the Premier League. Like, everything else is just rugby's nonsense, isn't it? It's so fragmented now. Like, why are we playing Northern Hemisphere? They are so crap. England, Ireland, France, the rugby players are so crap. You know, you know who the good teams are? All the teams with, like, Fijians in them and Australians and South Africans. Like, the French national team's not that good. 
by the way. And I know people are like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's because they're playing against England and Ireland who are who have no source. Like the All Blacks have, this is the worst All Blacks I've ever seen. They're probably going to win the World Cup. If it's not them, it's us. And we're probably the worst we've been in the Rassi era right now. Rassi and Jacques, right? Like I just, like when when great players have to win, they win. And it's going to be the All Blacks. It's going to be New Zealand. And it's going to be us, right? And by us, I mean South Africa. So don't give me Northern Hemisphere rugby. Terrible. Give me Super 12. Don't give me that Super 15 thing. That, there's too many teams. There's too many teams. Problem is, oh, Super 15, rugby is about, it's kind of like NFL, right? Rugby is about fly halves. If, you, if you're diluting the quality of fly halves, you're diluting the quality of rugby. Because a great fly half can lift a mediocre team to greatness. And the problem with Super 15 is there just aren't enough worldy fly halves to make all of those teams relevant. Because a great fly half, a good fly half, a very good fly half puts you in the picture. You don't need to be great everywhere. Can you can your can the captain of the ship be great? Once you get a, a fly half that's cooking, I mean Quake Cooper, nobody thinks Quake Cooper's even in the top ten Australian fly halves of all time, probably. But that one year where he was on and focused changed the game. So, still I talk about that. Man, I miss Super Rugby. Super 12 in particular. Um, just some feedback on something I spoke about a couple of podcasts ago. I, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I did speak to three ladies in person. And uh, a female friend sent me a DM on on the gram at mkt inspires by the way if you want to get in touch uh if you want to shoot me a message and all all four of them right so three in person one in the dms all four of them said your friend who's trying to be friends with somebody he's romantically interested in that guy is on a losing track hey listen i'm just giving you the feedback you're welcome to agree, disagree. Slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires, MKT at the MKT Show.com. And if you weren't listening to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, I had a friend of mine who is, well, well listen, there's two of them actually. There's a guy I know at work, and then a friend of mine who's trying to be friends with somebody he's romantically interested in. These two things are happening simultaneously by the way you know and i'm like what are you doing i've never seen this work out you're going to be crying on your pillow by yourself at night for the next like four boyfriends that she has and then here's another thing that why it doesn't work kind of by the time you want to get romantically involved with her after she's sort of revealed all of her brokenness to you surely you you're not going to see her the same because you know, here's the reality of all of us. The idea of somebody is always nicer than the actual somebody. Like, I've met so few people where the promise of somebody and the reality of somebody are equal. Like, like, And I don't think that's a hugely outrageous thing to say. All of us are hugely flawed. We all present our best selves. And then after six months, we're just somebody who leaves socks on the floor. All right? And forgets our car keys in the car and we have to break the window like we're just we're all human and and there's nothing wrong with that right and some people say you can love somebody i agree with that and love is a choice i think it's a choice you have to make um but yeah like surely if you're being besties with somebody who's just offloading all of their nonsense onto you surely at some stage you're like oh my gosh i've seen too much here like oh my god this rom-com has become a bloody horror movie there's a guillotine here like chopping heads off you know what i mean maybe i'm crazy i don't know hit me up in the dms at mkt inspires four ladies now that's not exactly scientifically correct to say i'm absolutely right i'm just telling you one lady in the dms and three ladies in person said what is your friend doing or, or what are these two people doing and i said i know bloody idiots you know and I'm not saying I'm better than them, 
but what are we doing? Anyway, I don't want to go on too much about that because I've already spoken about that. I'm a super rugby. At MKT Inspires, MKT at the MKT Show. Um, please share the podcast. Slide in the DMs. I'd love to get some more. Um, I'll have an opinion on anything. I've got an opinion on everything. I, I have a very strong opinion on everything. Anything and everything. I read a lot of books. So I, I'll, I'll give, you know, I can give you a... So if you want to know about science, although this might not be the pod, like got an undergrad in chemistry and I read a lot of uh, that sort of stuff. I like that stuff. So I've got a sort of shallow understanding of that. And then life in general, I've put myself in a lot of situations and I've got very strong opinions. So send it over. You know what? I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude. Ask me, ask me stuff you'd like to know from a 37-year-old dude's perspective. And I will tell you. You know, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm quite a good brother, I think, as well. And I'm becoming a better son. So if you'd like to ask those questions, I'll answer them. And then, of course, if it's sport, I can tell you what it was like to be a professional footballer. I can tell you what it was like to party my life away for five years internationally. If you'd like to know what that's about, you know. I can, if you're a guy and you'd like to know how to get the attention of, say, the party-going female, I can tell you how to do that as well. Uh, spoiler, it's it's money. It is money. I've lived it. It is money. It's not that complicated. Anyway, let's move on. Sports show. Um, let's start off with the Gunners. Eh? So they got absolutely hosed by Man City. But I said this would happen. Uh, I was watching... At the Super Sports Studios, I, I went and watched with uh, a few very famous people. It was fun. I told them 5-1. It ended up being 4-1. But I've been thinking this week, and I have been thinking a little bit um, about what Arsenal should do. You know, like the league's over now. And I've just seen so many people invest so much into situations that they didn't expect to be in. And then they crush themselves afterwards, you know. So here's three things that I think Arsenal shouldn't do, just off the top. Like, don't sulk. Moving forward, do not sulk about this. Oh, we'd lost the league. Like, no, you didn't. You shouldn't have been here anyway. <laughs> I, I, I was trolling a friend. I said, don't be sad it's over. Be glad it happened kind of thing. Right? So the, number one, don't sulk. Number two, be realistic moving forward. Be realistic. And number three, get some grown-ups in that team. Don't Arsenal feel like a little bit of finesse. They're like just full-on finesse. Odegaard. Parte, it's just all finesse. There's like, where's the steal? There's not one guy in the Arsenal team where I think, oh yeah, oh, there's their Javier Zanetti, Tony Adams, Patrick Vieira, Roy Keane, Michael Lessian, Claude Makelele, you know? Like, I, I, it's not there. N'Gola Conte, like, I don't look at a single Arsenal player and go, yeah, I'd have him. You know, like, Bukayo Saka, you can find. There's lots of those. Odegaard, there's lots of flair players. Gabriel Jesus, there's lots of those. Zinchenko, there's lots of those. Gabriel, there's lots of those. But to win, I don't mean to participate and play nice football, which is what Arsenal are doing. To win, you need John Terry, right? You need Nemanja Vidic. That's how you win. You need Peter Cech. You need Peter Schmeichel. Right? You need Ray Parler. That's how you win. Colo Torre. Sol Campbell. Gilberto. Great Gilberto Silva. That's how you win titles. And that's universal, by the way. You need Carles Puyol. Right? You need David Alaba. You need grown men. Sergio Ramos, that's how you win. Not Saliba. So three things. Don't sulk. Be realistic. Get some men and some steel in that team. And let me explain it to you this way. Um, for Arsenal, it's like, it's like this, right? And I'll say this to all, to all guys. Can't speak for ladies. And I'm heterosexual. And a 37-year-old dude. That's all I am. Just because your dream girl rejected you 
you're not useless. Just, like, just keep that in mind. Like, sometimes I, I know guys, like, oh my gosh, the girl I want, I didn't get now, so it's over. There's lots of great girls out there. There's lots of great girls out there. The reason she didn't want you at that time, right? That reason's not going away, and there is a reason. Maybe you weren't that guy. But it's not the end of the world. There's lots of options out there. Nothing is everything. But everything is something. So it's like Arsenal were close. You know? It's not the end of the world because your dream girl rejects you. You maybe need to work on your character, confidence, hit the gym a little bit. There's a reason she doesn't want you at that time. And here's the thing about grown-up life that I've learned. If you want to win, I don't mean participate and just be... If you want to win, you've got to learn to move on. Cry, crying's for babies. Grown-up women and grown-up men don't cry. Cry a little bit, lick your wounds, move on. You've got to move on. Like the world, just because you're sad, right? If you want to win, by the way, I'm not saying you want to participate. Life's hard. I'm saying at the elite level in anything, you want to win, you've got to learn to move on. You can be in pain, but the world moves on, so you need to move on. Arsenal were never going to win the title. They were never going to get the dream girl. They were never going to win it. right? It's just that they made out with her at a party where she'd had one too many drinks, and you look kind of cute on that night, but that wasn't real. Because now she's just blue-ticking you. Arsenal, we're going to win the title. Get real. Get real. And do that now, by the way. I don't want Arsenal fans... I don't want to hear them sulking in two weeks about what if. There is no what if. You were never in it. And here's the most important thing. After you've done all that, cried your tears. Yes, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, our stages of grief and blah, blah, blah. Get over it. Acceptance. Right, get to acceptance as quickly as possible. Here's the most important thing. Be realistic about what next year must look like. Because I've met people that invest too much into a situation and are crushed forever. Right? Here's what's realistic for Arsenal next season. Fourth place. Fourth place is realistic next year as an aim. I don't even know if it's possible. I'm saying it's a realistic aim. This year's not realistic. Because right? here's what's real. And I know in the, in the age of Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, everything's about recency bias. What's happening now? But that's not how it works. That's not how a grown-up life works. Realistically, Man City, Newcastle, Chelsea, Man United, Spurs, and Liverpool are better than Arsenal. Like, we know that. We can see it. Don't let the... Like, and I'm not saying it as a Chelsea fan. I'm not just throwing myself in there. Like the character of those clubs now. Like Newcastle are, are, are in the mix now. And that's gonna that's about to get crazy because they're in the Champions League. They won on the weekend. They're in. So if you're realistic as Arsenal, you're going to replace one of Man City, Newcastle, Chelsea, Man United, Spurs, Liverpool. Are you really? Like, l- let's keep it real now. Because you're in the Champions League now. You're not playing Thursday night Wi-Fi teams. The mental strain of playing Real Madrid, Dortmund. Now you're playing real guys every week, Atletico Madrid. Those are real guys, real dudes. And now you're chasing the ball. You you think Thursday nights were tough. You're about to chase the ball now because now, now at least one of your teams, and because of your coefficient ranking, you're probably going to get that nightmare Bayern Munich Inter Milan group. Where midweek for <laughs> at least at least four of the games, you're chasing the ball even at home. It's different now. You have the San Siro that takes a lot out of these young players. Get realistic. I would, I would say, as I was thinking about it, I thought, fifth place is actually realistic for Arsenal. But I thought, you know what? They should aim a little higher because we're here now. They got her number now. So now they're feeling confident. If you're Arsenal, realistic aim is fourth place. Realistically, I think you're going to finish fifth or sixth. But if you want to achieve the fourth place thing, right, here's what you need. Can't win with Ben White. So get a proper right back. 
get a proper left back and get a grown-up center back. Like Gabriel's not a grown-up center back. I like Saliba. He's not a grown-up. And you've seen the shortcomings. This is what young players do. They're inconsistent and they get injured. Like, I'm not angry at Gabriel or Saliba for getting injured because that's what young players do. Get a grown-up. I don't know where you're going to get one, but get a grown-up. Get him now. In fact, if you're Arsenal, you really should be getting two grown-ups at centre-back. Because I don't know if I love your goalkeeper either. He's a nice shot stopper, but I don't know if I like him. Like, number one, I don't like short keepers. But he's a bit for the streets, you know? But but he's like a he's like a Jordan Pickford upgrade. There's a mistake in there. And at the top level, look at all the great teams. Without a core of centre back, holding mid, and goalkeeper, you can't win. Peter Cech, Ricky Carvalho, John Terry, right? The Invincibles, Lehman, Campbell, Torre, Parler, Gilberto, Vieira. That's how you win. Forget the decorations. Man City, Edison, Diaz, Laporte, Stones, Company. That's how you win. That's how you win. Fernandinho in front of them. Diaz is unplayable. Man United. You know what it is. Edwin van der Sar. Rio Ferdinand. Vidic. Michael Carrick. That's how you win. You don't win with the flashy stuff. Odegaard's not going to improve you. You could put Leo Messi in that Arsenal team. You're not winning. Even Barcelona. Carlos Puyol. Right? Vito Valdez. Sergio Busque. Gerard Piquet. Real Madrid, peak Rafael Varane, although I think he was more decoration, but Sergio Ramos. That's how you win. Ike Casillas, Sergio Ramos, Varane, Thibaut Couture, Alaba. This is how you win at the back, not Saliba and Gabriel. So you need a new right back. You need a proper left back. I've said it for years now. Kiarantini's too injury-prone for you to rely on him. I like him. He's a top, top player. But he's too injury-prone. So you can't build on him. Zinchenko's not a left-back. Zinchenko's a holding is like a like a utility midfielder left wing. Right? Even for Ukraine, he plays in the middle or plays in the left. Like A, a club like Arsenal shouldn't have a fill-in left-back. You should have a specialist left-back. Like Chelsea have Chilwell. You know? Like even Man United have Malaysia as backup. They have Luke Shaw. Like they, he is a left back. Man City have well, we know what's wrong with their left back. He's he's a mug, isn't he? But again, they've got a traditional wing back in Cancelo, who's left. But but they've got specialists. Carl Walker is a specialist right back. Cancelo was a specialist wing back. He, I, I think he's the, he's the best wing back in the world, so he can play on the left. Get specialists. You've got Ben White, who's a centre-back, and you've got Zinchenko. So a top club doesn't do that. Get proper centre-backs. Like, you've got fin- two finesse centre-backs. And then the most important thing, I would go to Brighton and spend whatever it takes to get Caicedo. That's what I'd do. And then most importantly, Gabriel Jesus is not a championship striker. Sorry. Number one, he's injury-prone. Number two, he doesn't score enough goals. Go and spend £100 million now. If Arsenal aren't in the Victor Osman business, aggressively, they should be at the front of that line. Do not let Chelsea beat you out of that. Lauturo Martinez, do not let Chelsea beat you out of that. If Chelsea beat you out of that, you're not serious. Get a right back, get a left back. I would get two centre-backs and then a man of a midfielder. Caicedo would be the one. Listen, I would go to Italy and uh, see what uh, men's, <laughs> Ace Milan had to say about Tonali as well. I, I, I would have a good look because he gives you some steel in that midfield. Like right now, even Thomas Partey, he's very, very finesse. Like there's nothing about him. I think people look at him big black African and they go, Essien, he couldn't be more different. 
He's, he couldn't be more different from Essien. He's a finesse playmaking, he's a deep line playmaker as opposed to a stopper. You need somebody who's just going to put a tackle in. Don't feel like Arsenal, Arsenal have the same problems now that they had under Wenger. Too soft. There's nothing about Arsenal. There's not a single Arsenal player where I go, whoa, whoa. But you knew back in the day, Vieira, Keen. Now you look at Man City, Diaz, I don't want a piece of that. Bernardo Silva's even got that fire, you know. Haaland, you don't, no, nobody wants a piece of that. Those are grown men. And Haaland's decorations. Stones, he's nasty. Laporte's a man. Edison's a man. Those are men. Those are grown men. Gundogan's tough in that midfield. Arsenal got run ragged and bullied. It was boys against men. Because it's all finesse for Arsenal. And once the finesse doesn't work, they don't have plan B. Every great side... You, you, listen, you cannot, speaking as a man, you cannot beat me if you cannot intimidate me. You will not beat me if you cannot intimidate me. Think of all the great championship teams. Even Leicester had men. But think of those great United teams. Chelsea. The great Arsenal teams. Those are grown men. Man City. Man City, as, as much as they play in great football, they built around steel. Pep has never liked soft players. You've got to be able to run and you've got to be able to put a foot in. Even Grealish this year has had to run. And quite frankly, Grealish is a grown man. I know he's got the Alice Band vibe and the Gucci thing, but Grealish is a serious player and he, he takes them. He's Eden Hazard reincarnate. I don't think he's that level, but you know he takes a lot of fouls. He's a grown man. He's a leader. So get realistic and get in the business of getting some men in that team. I'd get a right back, left back, two centre backs, a centre mid, and a hundred mil striker. A box office. You've got to get a box office striker. And this still puts you in the top four conversation. Because let me tell you something. If Newcastle beat you to Ossiman, right, or an Mbappe, do not let them get like an Mbappe and whatever. Chelsea already loaded. They're going to be fine. They're going to get a proper manager. They're going to be back in the top four. And then you're going to have serious problems. Because now you're going to have to beat Man City or Man United. And don't you dare think Man United aren't dropping 200, 300 million at the end of the season, regardless of whether they have new ownership or not. The Glazers, when they're on their Champions League, spend. And they spend big. Man United just broke the, their, their transfer record in a window when, they were, in the, they were in the Europa League. What do you think they're going to do now? What do you think United are going to do now? Like, what do you think United are going to do now? So if you're Arsenal, three things. Don't sulk, be realistic, and get some men in that team. And by be realistic, I mean fourth place is your target next year. Because you know what the great killer is? And Arsenal fans are going to sulk about it and go, oh my goodness, what's this guy talking about? I get it, you're meant to be fanatical. But the great killer in life, and, and young people don't do well with expectations. This Arsenal team's young. Eh? Telling me, you're telling me Odegaard's your leader. Come on, man. Come on. I watched Patrick Vieira. I watched Ray Parler. I watched Colo Torre, Sol Campbell, Lauren, Ashley Cole, the great Ashley Cole, Lehman, Thierry Henry, Robert Perez, Leonberg. These are grown men. Forget that they're great players. They were nasty first and foremost. It just so happens that <laughs> the bonus package is that. They're their generational all-world players. Like, you should be a brilliant player at the top, playing for the, the, the Gunners. But do you have that thing? And I don't see a single guy at Arsenal right now. Hit me up in the DMs at, at, MK, at MKT Inspires. MKT at the MKTShow.com. Who is one guy at Arsenal right now? As a Chelsea fan, and I know it's been a terrible season, there's not a single Arsenal guy I, I would take. There's no, I don't feel there's anybody I could take from Arsenal and then improve Chelsea. I don't, because it's about character, right? Chelsea's not missing talent. Like, Mudrik's as good as Bukayo Saka, and the numbers won't be there, but Kai Havertz is better than Bukayo Saka as a generational talent, right? So I'm not missing talent, I'm missing character. And don't let finesse make you think you're those guys. You're not. You've been finesse, and Liverpool were off, and Newcastle were coming, and Chelsea were off, 
and Man United are a shambles. Please don't think that's going to be what's going to happen next year because expectation now. Now you get everybody's, now you're everyone's cup final. This season, everyone was like, oh, these young Arsenal guys. But from next year, you're everybody's cup final and you're playing Inter Milan on Wednesday and you're playing Bayern Munich on the next Wednesday. See how that works out with the current squad with Ben White at right back. I mean, what are we doing? Zinchenko at left back. Come on, Fabio Vieira. What? What? And I'm sorry, but Thomas Partey is not it. Not if you want to win. Because I've seen what winning looks like. That Bruno Guimarash, that's how you win. <laughs> like he's, he's a serious player, isn't he? That's who's going to take you there. N'Golo Conte, that's how you get there. Rodri, you know what I mean? Gundogan, like, that's how you do it. I don't like Casemiro, but that's how you do it. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like, a grown man. Love to know what you think. What do you guys think Arsenal should do next year? What's realistic? At MKT Inspires. What's realistic? Don't get emotional, Arsenal fans. No, you're listening to this, probably want to jump through your screen. Or wherever you're listening. Don't get emotional. It is what it is. In reality, you're probably the fifth or sixth best team when things settle down. The anomaly is not the rule. And as they say, my father always used to say, water always finds its level. So you'll be back to fifth or sixth next year. All right, those are my thoughts on Arsenal at MKT Inspires. What do you think they should do? Who do you think they should get? Who would Arsenal, if you're Arsenal, I give you 100 million just for a striker next year, 120 million, although strikers, it's gone ridiculous. Let's say 150 mil. Who do you get at striker? I mean, there's only one right now that's available. It's Osman, right? It's Osman. But I'll talk about, uh, I'll do a transfer show um, when the season ends, who I think teams should get and things like that. So I won't say, I have my thoughts across the board who Arsenal should get, who Chelsea should get. Um, but I'll do that show um, as the season closes out. All right, remember to like, share, subscribe, please. Um, on Twitter, it's uh, the MKT Show. I'm at MKT Inspires on all platforms. Uh, and please, please leave a review uh, if you've got like 30 seconds. Hey, nice show. Hey, terrible show. Hey, I hate your voice. Hey, yeah, I don't know. D- don't be a bigot. Don't, don't be a punk, you know? Yeah, or whatever. Like, hey, my lady hates the show because you always speak like a dude or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what people are saying out there. Just leave a comment, you know? You live in the Western world. Make a choice. Make the right choice. There is a wrong choice. Uh, no, there isn't a wrong choice. But if you do have 30 seconds, a minute, uh, please, on Apple Podcasts, um, please leave a review. And give us five stars if you're on uh, Spotify. Leave a review. Helps with the algorithm. Alrighty. Uh, let's move on. Uh, should Harry Kane leave Tottenham? Tottenham, innit? Bloody hell, they've bottled it again. They, it, they unlock a new level. For those who don't know, I, I was uh, at the academy um, Tottenham for two years. Uh, from 18 to 20. So it's a club I know well. They paid me far too much money to essentially go and booze and tear my ACL. <laughs> I did booze a lot though. Partied, partied hard. Partied very hard. Yeah, good times. Should Harry Kane leave Tottenham? So listen, let me, let me tell you something from a dude's perspective, right? And again, I, I can't speak from any other perspective. I just, like I'm a driven sort of A-type guy in the Western world, who's middle class. But let me tell you something that maybe people won't tell you, but I'll tell you. That for men, it's important how they are seen. Just talking to ladies, it's less important. And I'm talking about grown-ups here. I don't mean young kids. As young kids, we all want affirmation. But but women, from my experience, the women that I admire, are, are far less worried about how they are perceived. I'm talking about grown women here. I don't mean 
Instagram chicks. I mean, grown women, like, grown women are more, uh, they're more worried about, like, emotional safety, you know, and how they feel, and how they make you feel, and how they can create safe emotional environments. Those are the women I admire that I've seen, like, and I talk to them about this, and what they value is creating, but for men, it's universal, I don't care what dudes tell you, ladies, men care how they are seen. And the most important thing to men, and ladies, here's the cheat code. And I know it's very tough, right? It's about respect. Men want to be respected. Don't let, don't let guys lie to you. The most important thing for a man is, am I respected? And ladies, if you're struggling with your man right now, Just go back to, am I respecting him? I'm not telling you how respect should look. I'm not, I don't know what's happening in your relationship. But if you're looking for an easy win with a man, make him feel respected. It's why men change their job, buy the car, buy a watch, buy the house, have a certain type of girlfriend, and that will never change. Have a certain type of wife, it will never change. Because for dudes is what will they say about me? How does this look? Does this look respectable? Because for men, it's all about social capital. All right? It's all about social capital. Cut the crap. Uh, like, I know we live in these PC times where everyone wants to be enlightened. Everything men do is to get social capital to attract the best partner. That is what it's about all the time. And if dudes can respect you, it's a sweet feeling. Very few dudes respect dudes, by the way. Fortunately, leaders are born. They're not made. I've never, I've never seen a, a leader that was made that had juice. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. If you're not that guy, you're not that guy. So men care about social capital and the, the greatest currency, right? There's multiple ways, but it's respect. And unfortunately, you can't buy it. Don't you know like desperate guys and guys that aren't that guy that are that, that quite frankly have loser tendencies that try and buy respect. Never works. And you can't fake it. You either, you either got the juice or you don't. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what to tell you. And I know there's tremendous, there's billions of dollars going to the psychological research and, and books. And I, I, I like motivational stuff. I like all the stuff, but the guys I know, you either have it or you don't. And I'm 37 now, man. Before I talk about Harry Kane, I want to tell you quickly before I tell you about my thoughts on Harry Kane. I'm learning that happy is bloody hard to get to, you know? Like, I, I see myself as relatively content. Uh, happiness and whatever, it's a philosophical conversation. But, but happy is difficult to find. Once you have it, don't try and be happier than happy. I'm learning this. Because I've tried to be happier than happy. Been burnt a couple of times recently. Don't try and be happier than happy. Because happy is good. Happy is rare, by the way. Not only is it good, it's rare. It's tough to be happy. Create a life where you're... I'm speaking as a dude again. Create a life where you're respected and you have social capital. And the people you want the attention of give you that attention because they want to, not because you force them or buy them drinks. It's hard. It's tricky. It's a difficult thing to acquire. Social capital is tough, man. It's a character thing. And once people respect you, bloody hell. And then if you can if you can get them to respect you, there's a I mean the next jump is get them to love you, but that's that's beyond happiness, right? That's like transcendent stuff. Don't try and be happier than happy. The thing for Harry Kane, right? He he'll never be loved like he is a Tottenham. He'll never be respected. Like he is a Tottenham. It, it won't happen. But here's the most important part. And I spoke about it earlier. For men it's about legacy right. I told you it's about social capital. If Harry Kane leaves and wins a title. His legacy won't change. We won't see him a different way. We didn't with RVP. Nobody thought oh. Oh Robin Van Persie needs a title. And now we consider him Thierry Henry. Nobody thinks Robin Persie's that. He went to United, won a title, and people said, oh, this guy's brilliant. 
Well, we thought that at Arsenal anyway. He's, he's injury-prone and brilliant and egotistical. What was he at Man United after? What's his legacy? Falls out with coaches. Brilliant. Injury-prone. He left probably a quarter of his career on the injury table. Nobody changed their thoughts about RVP at Man United. We already knew what you were. You were, you were brilliant. You were maverick and you were brilliant. Harry Kane's getting a statue, by the way, at Tottenham, if he stays. He's getting a statue, if he stays. Guaranteed. If he doesn't stay, I don't know if the statue goes up as quickly. And then the relations are soured as well. Nobody will love you like family. They saw you grow up. They saw you in your awkward puberty phase. They saw you become a young man. They saw you work through that. And they saw you become their warrior. Football's the warrior sport, right? It's a working class warrior sport. Ari is one of us in me. Ari. Nowhere else will they sing his name like that. Nowhere else will there be a TIFO that matters. And we know what it is, guys. When it's one of our own. Listen, when I travel, like it's sweet. It's like, hey, I'm South African, blah, blah. But when I come home and I get respect from South African people and I get messages from South African people, it's way, it just hits a different place. I don't care how cool global people think I am. When South African people respect me, it just feels different. I don't know what it is. My mom says something, it lands different. My dad says something, it lands different. My sister says something, it just lands different. No matter how much I respect you, it's not the same. Harry, you'll never have it this good. He's getting a statue. And the legacy part's important to, to, to think about this way, right? For me, in terms of strikers, there's Thierry Henry, who's the best player that the league's ever seen by a country mile. I think Henry's out on his own and will never be caught. And you had to have seen it, and I was really fortunate to see him in real life uh, for years. But you had to see peak Henry, and then you had to see peak Drogba, and then you had to see peak, peak uh, Sergio Aguero. I think Henri's out on his own, and then it's Drogba and Aguero on the second tier by themselves, and then it's everybody else, which is where I think Harry Kane, regardless of what happens, will be. So it's like Wayne Rooney, Alan Shearer, Andy Cole, RVP, you know, that sort of echelon. That's where Harry Kane is now. And even if he went and won three or four titles, nobody thinks he's a Guero. Nobody thinks he's Drogba. And come on. He's not he's not Thierry Henry. Nobody's Nobody is Thierry Henry. Nobody. Cheated out of two Ballon d'Ors, I think. No one is Thierry Henry. So he's not Drogba. He'll never be a Guero. I mean, bloody hell. And he's not Henri. But he can be Rooney. Some will say he's better than Rooney. Scored more goals at a way worse club. Professional, captain, leader, Rooney, none of those things. Rooney's just a bloody baller. But he's not a leader. Don't know why he ever had United captain's armband. Ridiculous. Just because you've got a strong personality doesn't mean you're a leader. And we saw the stuff off the field. Like, that matters, right? Character matters. Harry Kane is stellar character. You cannot, I don't care what you say, Harry is stellar. Five-star guy. He's a captain. Like, that is a captain's, he's a dream captain. Doesn't whinge, doesn't moan, carries on with it, plays through injury, looks after himself physically, Wayne Rooney didn't. Shearer, Andy Cole, RVP. I would say he's in that echelon. Even if he wins three titles. So why leave? And most importantly, I think, like, you've got to ask this, right? I know fans get excited and people think Eric Ten Hag's the second coming of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's not really. They've spent $230 million and they're the same team. But ask yourself if you're Harry Kane. Where can you go and it'll be different and you'll win? Be honest. Man City's out, right? Like, they've got the... The only, I don't think Kylian Mbappe is on his on his level. They've got the only real guy right now, who I'd say is a generational talent. Like Mbappe is not doing anything out of this world. Is he? He's at PSG and he can't even win that. 
Can't even win the Champions League. Haaland's come to the most challenging league in the world and he's broken all the records in the first season. Haaland's generational. Kylian Mbappe is very talented. Very, very good. He's not generational. Erling Haaland is. So, okay, so, so Man City's out, right? Why would you go to Man United? They're the same club as Spurs. That, listen, don't let the PR fool you. What is the difference? You tell me, over the last decade, what is the difference? So, since 2013, since Fergie left, what is the difference between Man United and Spurs? And don't give me Carabao Cup and Europa League. Do you, do you want to win real things or you want to win teacups? But my thing is this, right? And I'm, I'm making some decisions right now in life, so I can relate to Harry. If you leave somewhere, make sure you are going somewhere at least as good or better. Why leave? So his other option is Newcastle. But who wants to live in Newcastle when you can live in London? And that's a big thing, hey? Like Newcastle's it's a fun party town if you've never been, but it's a hole. It's a hole. It is a hole. Sorry, like it's got a cool like on the water there, like there's a cool party, one or two party streets, but it's a hole. You, you want to live in London. If you're gonna live in the UK, live in London. If you're a footballer, otherwise go to the countryside. The countryside's nice in England, but Harry Kane's not fifty. He's the captain of England. He he's the face of of the biggest league in the world, you got to be in London. Commercially, you got to be in London. And you know what's funny? Again, people are going to say, "Oh, it's just because you're a Chelsea fan." It's not the only one that that sort of makes sense to me. Because Man United is the same club as Spurs. You're going to go there. You're not going to win anything. They're not winning anything for the next decade. They're out. It's City. It's Chelsea. It's Newcastle. Man United are out. Forget it. Forget it. They, it's been a shambles for a decade. I don't see why it will change now. But the only one that actually makes sense for Harry Kane, and if Pochettino, who's gotten the best out of Harry Kane, I think of all the managers, goes to Chelsea. And I'll talk about Pochettino next week. Somebody said, what do you think of Poch going to Chelsea? I'll talk about that next week. But that's the one that makes sense. Chelsea makes sense. Then you don't have to move your family. Harry's a family guy. He just had a baby. He doesn't strike me as the guy who needs the limelight. You know, his wife's not a some gold-digging woman as well. So I, I never see her wagging it up with all these other ones that are after attention. Harry's he's just a lad like football winning. So Chelsea makes sense of all of them because the winning DNA is already there. You, you just need to get in there and be the icing. You, you know, the problem with Man United is he's going to have to go there and fix the culture. Like Marcus Rashford, really. Is that, uh, Harry Kane's going to go, I've been playing with Son Heung Min. I've got to play with Marcus Rashford, who can't control a football. Like, he doesn't pass, and he's not that good, quite frankly. Like, Marcus Rashford probably doesn't even make the Newcastle team. I can't believe how good people think Marcus Rashford is. He is so mediocre. He, uh, Marcus Rashford's a top six player, maybe a top eight player. He doesn't get in the Chelsea squad. He doesn't get in the Arsenal squad, I don't think. Definitely doesn't get in the Man City match day squad get out of here so so you're gonna leave son Hyung min and kulisevsky for marcus rashford and bruno fernandez are you kidding me it's the same club they're both top four top six clubs the one that makes sense is chelsea but here's why you can't go to chelsea you wouldn't leave your wife for her sister right unless you're some terrible human it's the equivalent of leaving your wife for her younger sister, who you know she's insecure about. If you don't know, Chelsea and Tottenham is a bitter rivalry. The one thing John Terry says, said when he retired, he said, just make sure that you never let Tottenham win the Premier League title. That was John Terry's parting message as a Chelsea lad. What's important for Harry Kane is to now realize, number one, don't try and be happier than happy, but you will never be treated like a king anywhere else. Man City will have no problem replacing you. Man City's out. Man United, they've had Andy Cole, Teddy Sheringham, Dwight York, Eric Cantona. You're nothing there. You're just another guy. We've just had our VP. We've had Wayne Rooney. You're just another guy. Chelsea have had Drogba, Costa, Fabregas. 
These are all great generational players. You're just another guy. At Tottenham, you're a king. For men, dominion matters. Not speaking for ladies. I'm telling you what matters for men. Harry Kane's got it about as good as he'll ever have it. And he's probably going to break the record. Can't change his legacy by leaving. The only one that makes sense is Chelsea. If you don't believe me, listen, the last seven years, right? I want to quickly compare Spurs and Man United because Man United fans will tell you, oh, we're a bigger club. We're a better club. The last seven years for Spurs have been third, second, third, fourth, sixth, seventh, fourth. Average fourth, right? In seven seasons. For Man United, the last seven seasons have been fifth, sixth, second, sixth, third, second, sixth. Average fourth. They're the same club. Don't let the hoo-ha fool you about Alex Ferguson. He left a decade ago. He left a decade ago. Don't be the guy who's boasting about high school achievements when we're 35. Like No one cares, pal. Update your resume. That's who Man United are right now. The guy who peaked in high school. It's over now. Fergie's gone. They're just another team now. Man United are a top five, top six club. Over the last seven seasons, Spurs and Man United are exactly the same club. Harry, when you go to Man United, you're going to have to save the club. They don't have any players. Casemiro's finished. Varane's injury prone. Martinez, it could be a one-season thing. Their best players are Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford. You've got Emil Hoiberg and you've got Hyung Min Son, who I would take over both of those any day. Kulisevsky is better than Bruno Fernandes. You've got better players at Spurs. Eric Dyer, you know, not great, but neither's Varane, in my opinion. I think he's finished. Like, he's, he was brilliant five years ago, and even then, I think Sergio Ramos carried him, but whatever, you can have your opinion. Like, he's not Lillian Turan, you know? It's not like you've got, like, David Alaba there, Sergio Ramos. You know, you've got Lauturo, you've got old Martinez, the butcher there, who's okay. You know, Man United aren't that much better than they've been <laughs> over the last six seasons. They're going to come fourth. And they broke the transfer record. Anthony. Anthony's not as good as Kulisewski. Stop it. Is it like, Casemiro's done. He's done. He's, he's finished. This league's too quick for him. And you've got Kulisevsky. You got it good. Why are you leaving? The only place you can go is Chelsea. Where it makes sense. Man United, the last seven seasons. Fifth, sixth, second, sixth, third, second, sixth. Average fourth place. Spurs, over the last seven seasons, average fourth place. It's the same club. It's just that Man United has a, has a PR machine. Don't leave for the same thing. And you're going to have to go save a culture and probably be the captain. Like Man United don't have a captain. Varane's not a captain's ass. Forget it. Forget it. Sergio Ramos carried him for years. Blaise Matuidi and those guys, Conte, carried him to a bloody title. Forget it. Forget it. He's not it. Luke Shaw. Come on, man. Come on. It's not like you're joining bloody Gareth Bale with Pete Ronaldo and Tony Cruz. Like, if you went to Chelsea, you go, all right, Havertz, Mudrik, you know, I could probably work with that, N'Golo Kante, Kovacic. You can see, okay, I can see how that's, you know. We're talking about top-tier talent here. Don't let one season at Chelsea fool you. Those are, those are, that, that, they won the Champions League two years ago with it, when they were young. Mason Mount, proper player. So... At Chelsea, you don't have to save the culture. It's in the DNA. The expectation to win is there. Like, listen, at Man United, they probably give Potter time. At Chelsea, that's unacceptable. You've got to go. They gave Oli like three years. That hysterical period, right? So, if I'm Harry Kane, I stay. I don't go anywhere. 
He's 31 next year. The injuries are piling up and they're going to build a statue for him. Why is he leaving? He will never have... Di- like for dudes, I know what matters. Dominion. Am I respected? Do I have dominion? Do I have control of my environment? Ladies, I'm not speaking for you. I don't know what's important for ladies. But for dudes, Harry Kane, don't leave. You're a king and you will never have the kind of respect you have now. And you can't change your legacy with a title. You cannot. It's not going to make Harry Kane any happier to win a title. But when they build a statue at Tottenham Stadium and they love you and they sing your name and they rename a street after you, because if you leave, it gets shaky. You saw what happened to Lampard when he left Chelsea. It got shaky. It was shaky. They love him, but it was shaky. Ashley Cole, it's not the same at Arsenal. And that matters. It matters. It matters. I've read Ashley Cole's book. It matters. It matters. It matters for Rio Ferdinand that he's not welcome back at West Ham. It matters. It matters a lot. He deserted them at West Ham and they feel it. Frank Lampard can't go back to West Ham. It matters a lot. It matters a lot. RVP, it's soured at Arsenal. That stuff matters. Vincent Company's got a statue at Man City. So, if I marry, I go nowhere. The only one, the only one I would consider is Chelsea. I don't have to change my life. I don't have to change my locale. And there's tremendous talent there. By the way, Chelsea's problem is not that they're creating plenty of chances. Don't you worry about that. But if I'm Harry Kane, if I'm a man, I want to stay where I'm respected, where I'm beloved, and I know I've got control. Because at Chelsea, you're just another guy, by the way. At Man United, you're just another guy. At Newcastle, you're just another guy. They'll replace Harry Kane. They have no affinity to you. Hits a different place. When the ones who brought you up shout your name. All right. Your thoughts. Where, where do you think Ari should go? All right, Ari. I don't shut. Where do you think Harry should go? If you were Harry Kane, do you think a title will change his legacy? And don't give me that stuff of it matters to him. If it mattered to him, he would have forced to move five years ago. He doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's after shiny things. He's a high character guy. Why not stay? Get the record of Tottenham. It's the fairy tale ending. And he just had a young kid. Listen, people who have families, I understand it's difficult to move families. Don't move. And my advice, especially for men, don't try and be happier than happy. If you're going to leave your girlfriend, make sure the next one is at least as good. Ladies, you're going to leave your man, make sure the next dude is at least as good. If you're going to leave, you better be sure that the next destination is at least as good and ideally better. Like how much more money can Harry Kane make? He's the he's the face of the Premier League. <laughs> he's probably he's probably the highest paid player maybe in the world right now with finances we don't see. And can you imagine the amount of money he'll make afterwards with the documentary and all of that with Spurs? Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Daniel Levy's big time businessman, hey? Like don't don't let don't let silly people confuse you. He's a global businessman. He'll look after Harry like nobody else. He the documentary about Harry Kane is going to be the most electric thing you have ever seen if he stays and gets the record at Spurs. Oh my god. Can you imagine? That's just how I think. He's 31 next year. I'm getting older. Don't try and be happier than happy. Love to hear your thoughts. At MKT Inspires. MKT at the MKT Show. Hit me up. Let me know. Let me know how you're doing. It's May now, hey? It's May. It's five months in. Bloody hell. How about that? How about that? Let me know. Where, where do you listen to the show? Hey, Do you listen at work? Do you listen in the car? Somebody told me they listen uh, uh, on their loudspeaker. Sometimes their girlfriend hears the show. 
you know? So that's an interesting one. I mean, if you're a guy and you're playing this out loud for your girlfriend, you're making an interesting choice because... <laughs> Let me just say, I know how I can come off. <laughs> it, has, it has recently been revealed to me. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not changing. And uh, yeah, that didn't go. That didn't go well with that lady. So I'm not changing. Like, I am what I am. You know, I'm just a dude. Just a red-blooded dude. What are you going to do, you know? I've never, I've never proposed I was an intellectual. Just a dude. Talk sport. So let me know. At MKT Inspires, where do you listen to the show? How do you listen? Podcast? Are you? I saw a guy putting it on a screen, playing it through his loudspeaker. I thought, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Loved it. I, he retweeted it or, or he shared the story on Instagram, I think. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. It's incredible. So thanks so much for the support. Please like, share, subscribe. If you've got uh, 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, pop on over to Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please uh, just leave a review. It would be nice, like, nice show or, or whatever, you know. I just I just got my tramp stamp removed or, or whatever. I'm not saying that's what's happening in your world. I'm just saying the kind of, like, funny stuff you could put, you know, is... I'm in love with my girlfriend's mother. <laughs> I mean, if you are, that's a bit awkward. Don't put that, because what if your lady sees it and she's like, I've always suspected it. I've got a story for you about that, but maybe that's not for this podcast. I do have a mother, yeah, a mother-girlfriend story where I was involved. Hell of a thing. Well, and she wasn't my girlfriend. And it's it's not as good as I'm making it sound, but it it got, yeah. There were, there was more involved, the mother and the sister and bloody hell, what a family they were. And she wasn't my girlfriend. It was, like, I'll tell the story another time, maybe on a different podcast, not on this one. It's not as saucy as it sounds. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I'll have to, I have to think if I'm, if I'm going to tell that one. Because um, I saw her in Johannesburg the other day. Yeah, and I know two people who listen to the show who know her. So yeah, probably not. Probably save that one. Save that one for when I'm very wealthy and I can tell the story and maybe change the names. All right. Have a fantastic Monday. It's a holiday in South Africa. So whatever you're doing, I hope you're with loved ones. Having the time of your lives. Lives, lives, like radio. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the Hal. Arya.